Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, and welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast. Today, I'm your guest host, Allie. Trevor's wife, and we're talking about Butterball for our special Thanksgiving episode. Why are you taking over my job? Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. She's doing. I'm, I'm literally sitting right next to you. She does pretty good, right? All right, Allie, who's our guest today? Tell them. Butterball. What? What's Butterball? They're a turkey company that has a 24/7 turkey hotline. In case you didn't know, in case your family dinner goes awry, they can help you on the fly. <laughs> Look at that. So our guests today are actually yes, Butterball. More specifically, Rebecca Welch, their senior brand manager, and Wellie Jackson, their Butterball contract grower. So we're going to talk about all things Butterball. It's a really cool episode. Allie and I are very thankful for this Thanksgiving. Uh, do you think it's been a, co- a good year? Do we have a lot to be thankful for? Yes. Like what? Not, uh, not to put you on the spot. Sadie, our dog. Our pup, Sadie, our... that you probably hear in the background with her little collar jingling. And our healthy families. and Healthy, happy family. Uh, working in good condition house after all of Hurricane Michael this year. True. So we're doing a lot better, which is great. And we want to thank you guys for listening. We've had a bunch. I, I told Allie I was trying to count up all the downloads. And since April, we've had like 15,000 downloads, which is kind of cool. So thank you all for listening. We really we really appreciate it. Uh, hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving. This is episode 36 with Butterball Turkey. Hope you enjoy it. Maybe you can make your car ride to your thanksgiving destination a little bit more informative and enjoyable so enjoy it thanks for listening thanks for listening all right well rebecca welch welcome to the farm traveler podcast how are you doing I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here today. Hey, thanks for being on. I, my wife and I were going through the grocery store and I found, you know, like a Butterball turkey. And I was like, oh, let's see if we can get Butterball on. And then here we are. So you are the senior brand manager of Butterball. 
before we get, kind of get started talking about more about Butterball, but tell us about your background. Like, where'd you grow up? What kind of got you started to working with Butterball? Absolutely. So I actually grew up in the Midwest, um, right outside of Madison, Wisconsin. And um, interestingly enough, my grandparents were actually dairy farmers. And I went to uh, undergrad at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and then um, moved around for a while after college and ended up getting my MBA because I really wanted to go into consumer marketing. After getting my MBA, I went to work uh, for ConAgra Foods in their frozen foods division and worked had the opportunity to work on terrific brands like Healthy Choice and uh, Kid Cuisine and Marie Calendars, and then eventually wanted to get back to North Carolina and had the opportunity to come work for Butterball, which is a fantastic brand. I have been with Butterball for a little over 12 years and I've actually, I've been in marketing the entire time and I have worked on all of our retail products during my time here at Butterball and have been focused on our seasonal product for the last five years. Super cool. Yeah. Anytime somebody thinks about a Thanksgiving turkey, they automatically think about Butterball, which is super neat. So can you give us like a little background about the Butterball brand? Like when was it founded and all that good stuff? So Butterball was originally trademarked back in the 1940s. The brand or the trademark was sold to Swift and Company back in the 60s. And since then, it has become the brand that America knows and loves today. For more than 60 years, Butterball turkeys have really been at the centerpiece of Thanksgiving and um, one in three turkeys sold at Thanksgiving is actually a Butterball. Um, we're the largest producer of turkeys in the U.S., uh, but we do make more than just Thanksgiving turkeys. Beyond the holidays, we do offer a wide variety of products. Um, we have things like turkey bacon, turkey burgers, dinner sausage, and deli meats. So people know us primarily at Thanksgiving, but Butterball really is a brand uh, that is available every day uh, for people who love turkey. That's super neat. So does, I can imagine that, um, that production, does it kind of ramp up around Thanksgiving or a couple of months beforehand, or is it kind of constant throughout the whole year? Yeah, that's a great question. We produce our frozen products all year long. So we have Thanksgiving products that are, we will start making for next year. Uh, right after this Thanksgiving season, uh, but we do have our fresh products that are produced right before Thanksgiving, and those start up generally in the October timeframe. Um, and so there is a lot of work done during um, from, from October and into November to produce and deliver all of our fresh products to our retail partners, as well as um, all of the transportation and deliveries that have to be done to get all of our Thanksgiving seasonal products out to retail stores. Okay, that all makes sense. I was always wondering about that. Like if, if there was like a huge rush around Thanksgiving. Um, so I know about the, the Butterball Turkey Talk Line. So how did that start about and what's the whole purpose of the talk line? So the Butterball Turkey Talk Line is a team of experts uh, that Butterball has actually used since 1981. And they Every year they answer questions during November and December for holiday hosts, and they are there to really help give cooks confidence and take the guesswork out of the holiday and you know, really help remove the stress of the holiday so that they can focus on preparing a delicious turkey and enjoying having you know, the, an entire house full of people 
every year our experts will answer over 100,000 calls. Um, and we have a dedicated team during that time of over 50 people who will be um, answering calls and um, trying to help with any questions or even any problems that should arise for people as they're trying to prepare for Thanksgiving. Gotcha. Are there any kind of funny stories that y'all can share about maybe some funny stories about people calling into the Butterball hotline? Absolutely. We have, um, <laughs> we have a lot of funny stories over the years. The talk line, the experts, they, they all each have kind of their individual stories, but um, I've heard great stories about there was one woman who her um, son had been playing uh, with his toys on the countertop near her turkey while she was in the process of preparing it to go into the oven. And um, after it went into the oven, suddenly one of his toy cars couldn't be found. And she discovered that he had placed it inside the turkey before it went into the oven. So she had called to find out if her turkey would be okay uh, since it was cooked with a, with a toy car inside of it. And so our experts were able to, to help her get that question answered and answered and feel good about uh, serving her turkey uh, to her family that day. That's funny. That'd be kind of annoying to kind of bite into a turkey and bite into like a matchbox car or something. So that's a very interesting <laughs> situation there. What are some like, do y'all offer any like safe cooking advice? Because I know whenever people are cooking Thanksgiving dinner or whenever they're cooking their turkey, all these videos happen up on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram about how to not fry your turkey so you don't have an explosion. So do you guys kind of offer any safe cooking advice for people that are going to be cooking for turkeys for Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, absolutely. I think safe cooking advice kind of falls into a couple of different categories for us here at Butterball. We are first and foremost um, want to make sure that people are, are cooking their turkeys in a way that is food safe. So we want to make sure that they are using a meat thermometer uh, and that they're checking the temperature on their turkey to make sure that it's completely done before they remove it from the oven. We want the temperature to be 170 in the breast and 180 in the thigh. You know, that's one thing over the last few years that we really want to make sure that people uh, know and are, are doing to make sure that they're safe during the holiday. As for the videos that you see on Facebook, I think we have uh, a Butterball electric turkey fryer uh, that we to help consumers be able to fry their turkey without having an open flame, which leads to some of the crazier videos that you see on Facebook. Um, and we also have a lot of advice available on our website and if you call the talk line around um, how, just how to fry your turkey in general in a way that's safe. So you wanna make sure that it's completely thawed inside and out and that you've really um, patted it down well with paper towels to make sure that there's no moisture or ice inside of the cavity before you try and fry it. It's the moisture and especially any ice that can be in the turkey um, as it's going into the fryer that can create a lot of those situations that you see on Facebook. Gotcha. Yeah, that's all a lot of really good advice. I, I, I looked it up, uh, the Butterball electric fryer. I think my grandparents actually have it. We've been using it for a couple of years and it is super duper handy. So it's a great product. I will tell you a meat thermometer is super duper underrated. Whenever I used to cook meat without it, just chicken in general, I would always like cook it dry to a bone because I never wanted to get sick from undercooking it. And now my wife has made me use one and our meats are so much better because they're not overcooked. They are a little bit moist, which is great. So we're definitely going to try that with Thanksgiving this year. So meat thermometers are great advice. Do you know some nutritional advantages that turkey kind of offers as opposed to pork and chicken? 
like I know it's a lot healthier, like turkey burgers and all that stuff. So what are some nutritional advantages that turkey offers? Yeah, the one of the big advantages that we see is really that turkey is a lean protein and it's naturally lean. So a lot of times the turkey products that Butterball puts out, whether it's turkey bacon or turkey burgers, um, they are carry a, a nutritional claim that they have less fat in them than their uh, pork or beef counterparts. So are there some common misconceptions that you guys see with consumers about turkey production and turkey meat in general? Like, are, are, there, are there a lot of misconceptions out there that you guys are kind of struggling to kind of battle and educate consumers with? There's definitely uh, a few top misconceptions that come up, and we really just want to make sure that we're transparent with, with our consumers and trying to uh, get the information out to them as best as we possibly can. Um, we've actually started over the last few years really bringing our nutritional information to the front of a lot of our packages so that we're trying to very clearly communicate to consumers what our products have in them and um, you know what benefits they offer and just have their questions answered just when they pick the package up and take a look at it. Um, some of the, the common questions that we get are um, is turkey gluten-free and that's one thing that we've moved to the front of all of our packages and added as a call out turkey is naturally gluten-free and we don't do anything to any of our turkey products to add gluten into them and um, that that is one question we get a lot Um, another misconception that we hear a lot or question that we get is um, whether turkey products have uh, hormones and steroids in them and they do not um, the, we're not legally allowed to add any sort of additional hormones or steroids to our turkey products. And so we also call that out on the front of a lot of our turkey packages because it is a question that we get so often. And it's, it's definitely something where there's a lot of different information out there. Um, and so we want to make sure that as Butterball that we're very clear about what is and is not included in our products. Gotcha. Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah, we're on this podcast. We're all about kind of helping consumers make the best decisions and understand like labeling and all that stuff. And I've always found it interesting that like like Butterball, a lot of them put on there raised without antibiotics or uh, hormones. Usually, it'll say on there in like little bitty font. It'll say, "Oh, well, the United the USDA prohibits the use of growth hormones in chickens," which is very interesting. So that's that's good. You're kind of bringing awareness with those labeling techniques. So last question for you: What are your thoughts on the farmer consumer relationship? So you guys are all about the Butterball brand supplying a great ag commodity to consumers. How do you see right now the farmer consumer relationship? Yeah, that's a great question. At Butterball, we're a vertically integrated company, and that means we start at the farm and we end at consumers' tables. And we have a network of over 360 family farms that we contract with to help grow our turkeys. And um, they're an integral part of bringing high-quality Butterball products to the marketplace. You know, we think that that relationship between the farming community and consumers is critically important. There's a mindset out there that the poultry poultry industry or Butterball is this giant machine. Uh, But really, at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to the farmers that we work with to help us grow our products and the employees that we have here at Butterball that help produce them and create the products that people are able to buy and enjoy uh, in their grocery stores today. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting space right now, the farmer-consumer relationship, and hopefully it gets better. There's a lot of things that both sides can work on, so that's all really cool. 
Well, Rebecca, this has been really cool kind of talking about Butterball, and we're going to talk to Willie in just a little bit about what the process is growing turkeys for like for Butterball. Thank you for being on the podcast. This is going to be a really cool Thanksgiving episode. I can guarantee you we will be enjoying some Butterball this week. So thank you guys for supplying such a really cool product. We really like it, and it's such a historical brand that we hope it kind of continues on for the future. You are welcome. Thank you so much for having me here today. I really enjoyed talking to you. Hey, absolutely. Thank you very much. All right. Well, Welly, welcome to the Farm Traveler Podcast. How are you doing? Fine. Hope you are. I'm doing well. Thank you. So we interviewed some people at Butterball, and now you are a turkey producer with Butterball. You're a contract grower. So before we get started to that, tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what you did and what you're doing now. Well, I went to Campbell University and majored in business and financial planning and got out of school and went to work for my grandfather. And we were in the tobacco warehouse and fertilizer distributor business. And um, I wanted to do something on my own. And uh, this opportunity came up um, years ago. And I decided, well, it'd be a unique challenge. And it has been a unique challenge, but it's been a very rewarding challenge. So uh, that's how I ended up in the turkey business. Okay, super cool. So, what are what are the facilities like? Is it kind of like uh, chicken production where they ha- you have like these really really long barns that the turkeys are in? So, what are the facilities like that that, that you kind of grow the turkeys in? Well, I have two different types of facilities. I have brooder farms, which is like a nursery, and then I have finishing farms, and that's basically what a chicken house is. Um, my brooder farms, we get them in at one day old, and we keep them to around five weeks old, and we basically are their mother. We have feeders in the house to provide the heat that their typical hen would do and typical, you know, drinkers and feeders in there for their size of turkeys. And then at five, five and a half weeks, we move them over to a finishing farm. And there, they're, my buildings are 50, no, 60 by 500. And we put around 8,000 turkeys in each house and they're climate controlled. Um, we have redundant systems behind redundant systems on these houses. And, um, I've always kidded these houses are about like the Taj Mahal. Uh, they're as good as they get. These turkeys do not know it's cold. They don't know it's hot outside. It's just always comfortable, whatever their desired temperature needs to be, the house provides it. Gotcha. That's good. That sounds like some pretty good conditions for the turkeys. Um, so how exactly did you get started with Butterball? Like, did you reach out to them? Did you contact them? Or how did that whole process start? I was originally a Carol's food grower. That's where I started with, and Carol's Foods and Goldsboro Milling owned Carolina turkeys. And then corporate um, buyouts, um, Smithfield out of Virginia bought Carol's Foods, and it became Murphy Brown. And Murphy Brown owned Carolina turkeys with Goldsboro Milling. And then later, Goldsboro Milling bought out um, Smithfield from Carolina turkeys, and Carolina turkeys bought Butterball. So that's how I became a Butterball uh, grower. I was originally Carol's grower, and then through acquisition, I'm now a Butterball grower. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So now, does Butter, correct me if I'm wrong, Butterball owns the turkeys, and then they basically send them to you guys to grow them, and then you send them back. Is that kind of correct? Yes, yes. We get them in, and then they provide the feed and the veterinarian care. We provide the uh, labor and the housing for the turkeys. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. What's the whole, what's the growth period from what a time the turkey is kind of in the nursing area to the time they're ready for processing? What's the whole growth time for the turkey? 20 to 21 weeks. 
that is for a super tom turkey that's what i that's what i grow super tom okay cool cool um now i mean you're you're a farmer with livestock and there's a lot of issues and we we talk to a lot of people on our podcast that are in like they're raising beef or they're raising poultry or whatever are there a lot of misconceptions that you kind of see out there where people just have totally wrong information out there are there are there a lot of misconceptions that you see Yes, there, there, there are, and, and one of them is the type of farming I do. I'm a contract grower, um, you know, with Butterball, and they lump us into big ag, and it's, it's not big ag. It's a lot of family farms that have contracted with Butterball to provide a healthy, safe um, product for the consumer, and Butterball is kind of like a parent to us. You know, they give us the guidance they need, but it's on our own to do the best that we can. And uh, it's a very, very mutually beneficial relationship for the integrator, Butterball, and us. And sometimes, you know, people have a misconception that it's the big company, Butterball, kind of preying on the small family farmer, and, and it's, nothing could be any further than the truth of that. I like that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Anytime people talk about big ag, I, I try to remind them that 98% of farms in the U.S. are all family owned and operated. So that's a really good point. Um, so have you learned a whole lot being a turkey producer? Have you learned a whole lot about kind of how to do it better? I mean, have you learned a lot in your experience? Yes. You know, even I've been doing it since 2004 and the technology has tr changed tremendously and it's all changed for the, the better welfare of the turkey and the, giving the consumer a better cost-effective product the housing has completely changed now we like i said we've got temperature controlled housing now uh used to there was a lot of variables in the temperature with the turkeys in these older houses but these new houses uh, if it's 90 degrees outside or if it's 30 degrees outside they they, they don't know they're inside and they're comfortable that's one of the big changes i have seen in the turkey business it seems like you're in a pretty good situation it sounds like everything's going pretty good um so one question I'd like to ask everybody is their thoughts on the farmer-consumer relationship. So you're producing a really good product and supplying it to a really good company. And so what's your thoughts right now on the farmer-consumer relationship? Do you think it kind of needs some work? Do you think it's pretty good? What are your thoughts? I think the consumer is, some of the media is misinforming them. You know, they think we're putting a lot of stuff in the food that's not healthy for to make the most profit for this big company. But that can't be further from the truth. You know, I eat all butterball products they're all safe they're all healthy and um i wouldn't feed anything to my family that's not and i can guarantee you that everything that comes with a butterball label on it is top notch and the consumer needs to realize that you know people like me a, a farmer who cares about the environment because it's my land my water um we're, we're just another family trying to feed your family and sometimes that gets confused. It's just this big company throwing food out there for us to eat in the grocery store. And it's not. All this food comes from family farms. And all us farmers are just doing the best job we can to make food affordable, healthy, nutritious, and um, safe. And it's not a big company trying to just to poison the population. It's us just trying to feed our neighbor. And that's, that's one of the big misconceptions that the consumer has is all our food comes from big companies. No, it comes from family farms that we all care about our product. I like it. I like it. Very good points. Um, have you seen a lot of issues? Like, I follow a bunch of like Facebook groups with agriculture, whether it's dairy or whatever. Do you see a lot of issues going on right now in the industry? Because I know like a lot of dairy farms are going under. Do you see some struggles right now in the ag industry? Yes, but you know, everything will, will cycle, you know, and you've got to be a good enough business person to kind of weather the the, the storms that come in. I mean, a lot of stuff, Mother Nature is 
you know, a, a hard woman to deal with. And um, some of this stuff is would I, out, of, out of your control. And you just hope that you're a good enough business person that you can, you know, weather these storms. And I have got friends that are in the, the grain business, and um, it, it, it's tough right now. But they're set up to weather the storm, and they remember years ago when it was very good, and it'll be very good again. So it's just, you know, you, you take the good and you put it away for the times it's not so good. But it's, it's, a, it's a challenging environment right now. Yes, it is. Yeah, I can imagine. That's pretty good advice. So take the good with the bad, prepare for the bad. Um, all right. So I imagine you have some really good cooking advice for turkeys. So do you, I'm, I'm, I may or may not have to cook a turkey this year for, for my wife and I. So let me know, do you have any really good turkey, like turkey cooking advice, like frying it, baking it? What advice do you have? Let grandmother cook it. <laughs> that is a winning idea. I like that. That's pretty smart. Uh, I, um, I prefer mine in the oven, the traditional way. My father prefers to fry it. So uh, we typically have the oven roasted at Thanksgiving, typical Southern uh, dressing, pastry, um, the, you know, just the typical Southern um, Thanksgiving meal. And then at Christmas, he'll typically fry one. So we get one basically both ways. And is one better than the other? I don't think so. They're just different, but they're both very, very good. Yeah, very different ways, but still very good. That's pretty cool. Um, now you'll probably laugh at this. I've I've heard this question before, but do you grow to uh, do you grow turducken on your farm at all? No. no. <laughs> I I heard that question in the grocery store one time. Man, where did they grow this turducken at? And I was like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no, we we. we. <laughs> I don't know. That's, you know, you go back to your consumer being misinformed right there. You know, anybody that even think that something that you grow is, you know, that's, that's, that's what we fight against right there. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the same people that are thinking that uh, chocolate milk comes from brown cows. So yeah, that's yeah. very right. You said, um, well, Willie, this is really cool, man. So uh, if, if, you know, if consumers want to learn more, if they want to try to figure out more about um, where their food comes from, what advice would you, a farmer, have to tell them about where they can get some correct advice from about where their food comes from? YouTube videos are excellent. There are a lot of good YouTube videos out there. Farmers are, they are, um, um, you know, they're giving you basically a video diary of every day. And you, you see the, you know, the family relationship. You see how the, I mean, some of them are just absolutely great how they do they, all the steps in the farm. And you can see where your food actually comes from. If you get on YouTube and find good channels, that is as good information as you could possibly get. That's good advice. Yeah, I've been following a bunch of uh, farmers on YouTube and also on Instagram that kind of document their daily life. And it's really cool to kind of see what they're doing and what's going on at their farm. So that's really good advice. Um, well, Willie, this has been really cool, kind of talking with the Butterball producer. It sounds like you got a really cool gig, and you're treating those turkeys really well. Uh, thanks for being on. We hope you guys have a very happy Thanksgiving, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. You too, and thank you so much for this opportunity. I've really enjoyed it. Hey, absolutely. Thank you very much. Welcome to Farm Traveler. Today, we're talking about Butterball for our special Thanksgiving episode. Here's Trevor. You think you're real funny, don't you? 